0: hey guys it's she sheds real light with crystal fry and susan price
1: and today's episode is shine bright be the light
0: <laughs> shine bright be the light i like it it rhymes it's cute <laughs> all right guys so today we're going to be talking about spreading the Word of Christ, sharing the good news, making, and going out and being disciples for ourselves, and um, kind of giving back, and, and and where we do that, and how we do that, and all that kind of stuff um, wrapped up in one, and, and I would really like to talk about first, and I think that you'll love to talk about this too, Susan, is the missions trip that we actually got to go on this year. Um, Tell me, actually, and tell everybody else a little bit about the impact it had on you and why it was so important for you to do this.
1: Well, before y'all try to log off of here without listening, don't let missions scare you away because I'll be honest with you, I shied away a long time because I heard the word missions and my mind immediately went to missionary. And I'm like, I am not a missionary. I'm not going over to some... Other foreign country and living there and sharing the word of God and it because it, it I grew up in a church where we had old fashioned missionaries like yeah they were Cuban missionaries and those are the people we took care of there's nothing wrong with those people at all but that's just what I thank vision- God for those people yes thankfully that's their calling yeah you know, that wasn't something I was called to but God can call you to missions and you're still a missionary for God it's just in a different way so. I have always had the desire to go on a missions trip, um, for many years. And this year we were able to go, well, in 2019, yeah. we were able to go last summer and, um, we went to Guadalajara, Mexico and I really didn't know what to expect. I'd always heard, you know, this will bless you more than it will bless them. type thing, right. And so I think the biggest part was praying up before we went, really just focusing on what God was speaking to our hearts. And, you know, he spoke a lot to a a lot of us beforehand. He did a lot of work that we were able to see um, in order for us to get there. And so, you know, not knowing what to expect, we went. And for me, I will say that it was such a huge blessing. And it definitely, I feel like, blessed me in more ways than one. But I I think for me, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things, but first seeing them worship God so freely and they didn't, they didn't hold back. There was no restrictions. They really just loved God right where they were at, despite what little bit that they had. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest impact on me the most, because, you know, we can be very greedy over here in America and, um, I'm guilty for it myself, but, um, and then just loving on on the people there and and the children there and just really being able to share the love of Christ. And, you know, obviously another thing that turns people away is language barriers, but we had an interpreter and it worked out great. And honestly, for me, I felt like it was so much more powerful, even though you couldn't understand what each other was saying. There was just something so special about it, about it. And so, I don't know. Like,
0: it just changed my life, and I
1: cannot wait to go on another one. I
0: was going to say something about that, too, because that was one of the things that really stuck out to me was the language barrier, that Mm -hmm. there was such a language barrier, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. They couldn't understand what I was saying, but the translator was obviously translating back and forth. But you could feel the presence of God. You could feel the Spirit. You could feel everything that honestly that they were feeling just being so in tune and like so non distracted. And, um, it was just crazy. I can remember one instance very well. I'll never forget it. And that was asking one of, um, one of the men that lived in the town that we were in, like, if he knew Christ and this was all through a translator and, and kind of going back and forth for almost like 30 minutes of just conversation with him. Um, And finally, he wanted to pray the prayer of salvation. And when he did, um, you know, I couldn't understand. He couldn't understand me. But tears just welped up in both of our eyes because it was like you could just feel that heart connection almost. It's something that I'll never forget. It's just so awesome how whether or not you're living in another country, whether or not you're just doing missions work, you're going on a missions trip. It was the first one I had ever been on. Hopefully not the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just doing stuff like that. Even the missions work that we are able to do here mm-hmm. in the uh, in our own states, in, in our own cities, um, that is just so important because you see such a insight on the way other people live. You see such a, you know, your heart opens up in a way that I feel like connects you with Jesus Mm -hmm. because that's really, that's what he did. You Mm -hmm. know, he did that missions work. He was on a purpose when he was here and your heart almost opens up in that form to just shed Christ's love. Mm -hmm. You
1: really see the power that God has I feel like in those moments because he can bring two people from two total different countries together in the same place yeah who speak none of the same language but yet you still feel the presence of the Holy Spirit that never changes like he he's all languages so there's God he doesn't change and so while he remains the same and we may be on different levels with speaking languages you know he's there he's so powerful. And you can feel that powerful moment. I feel like, you know, even here that you can have that powerful moment through those missions. Like you said, our own communities, our our own state, our own country, like there's so much here that we can lend a helping hand to and do missions work here and meet people where they're at. And that's what God's called us to do. And you know, I just think that it's it's time that we step up and we get more involved. And I think right now with everything going on, we're able to see a little bit of where that's needed and where yeah. it's been needed, but it's kind of uncovered it now. And so it's just so important that we are missionaries for God and that we don't hold back and we share the love of Christ, even when there is a language barrier.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel also like that there is, we are able to evangelize every day, no matter where we're at. Um, not necessarily, it might not be preaching to a certain extent, but we're able to share God's love, share, spread God's word, um, all the time. Like mm-hmm. we have that opportunity to do it and thank God, you know, living here, we do have that freedom to be able to do those kind of things. Cause there's so many people in other countries that you can't do that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's forbidden. It would probably get you killed, you yeah. know? I mean, here we're able to do that freely and evangelize to people around us and And, you know, what better time than when people are struggling because they're trying to find that hope, you know, but it's just so important that we realize the opportunity in front of us when it comes to us being here in the States, whether or not we go somewhere else on a missions trip. Um, But when those opportunities and those doors open to be able to love on people and, and spread the gospel and possibly bring... Salvation and pray that prayer with people. I mean, it's just so important to know, like, hey, you're coming with me, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, we're called to be the light and spread the light. Yeah.
1: It could even be at your own job. Like, He puts people in our paths for a reason. And obviously, there's there's probably opportunities that we face every day, and we miss out on a lot of them because we're not really going that extra mile, so to speak, to do what he's calling us to do. Like we feel a nudge, but we're not quite sure what it is. But he puts opportunities in front of us every single day. And I know there's been situations that I kind of felt that nudge and I didn't go based off of it. And I totally missed it. And I knew later on, like, I should have done this. Like, I should have spoke to that person. I should have gave that person a hug. You know, just some simple act of kindness. That's really all it takes to show God's love to somebody. Yeah. And then that opens up for opportunity to just share his word.
0: Yeah, Um, I want to go back to Mexico really fast to just kind of share some insight on the way that um, we saw them freely opening up to receive the love that we were pouring out. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the instances that I really remember and that sticks out to me as far as um, just being able to pour out God's love on somebody was the man that was pouring bricks Mm. and he was an older man. Um, and, uh, he was sitting there making bricks, probably 60 some years old. He had, um, obviously his, his skin was so tan from being outside in the sun and he had a big hat on and he was just kind of minding his own business and, and doing his thing. And we got the, Opportunity to go and speak to him and talk to him. And um, he ended up accepting Christ in such a wonderful, like crazy way that day. And And he had even said, like, I've had people come out here and um, push it on me. But there's something different this mm-hmm. time. And um, what a beautiful thing to see, I think, just anywhere But for us, it was there Mm -hmm. Um, last year. Being able to see someone actually say, yes, I want to do this. It's something that is almost contagious Mm -hmm. um, to want to keep saying like, hey, I want you to come with me. Like, I don't want to leave you behind the
1: fact that he was 60 something I remember him saying
0: 60s well the interpreter
1: had mentioned that and just seeing him out there I mean he was barefoot yeah and he was doing things with bricks like making bricks but he also made those bricks out of poop like human waste yeah some other stuff that was mixed together and he like used his feet to spread it out and just seeing how dedicated he was like this was his income this Uh is how he made it day to day and the fact that We all stood there for a very long time, and I felt like we were kind of just like watching, stalking in a way, but we (laughs) weren't. Like it was very interesting to see what he was doing. But the fact that when we left that day, you know, y'all had that opportunity to spread God's love to him and for him to accept Christ. I think the biggest thing that just stood out to me was the fact that you said he's had other people come out there and push it on him before. That turns people away from God. Uh And so, with something being different, so that I think that's a lesson for us to learn too is that. You know, we don't push it on people. We offer God's love and God's grace, but we can't push it on them because it has to be in God's timing for Him to come in and prepare their hearts for that, you know, that opportunity. And He uses the right people for that.
0: I know for you, it has to be the same for me, but it really, truly did something crazy special for my heart being there and seeing something like I had never seen before. Um, and just being able to worship and praise and see something in just a new light, because like you said before, you know, you thought you were really like going over there to help them, but Mm -hmm. they truly don't know what they did to the inside of you being there and being able to just, um, love on people from a Mm -hmm. different aspect. I want to share scripture really fast. It's actually um, Acts thirteen forty seven, but if you look in Isaiah forty nine six, you will see this scripture as well. But in Acts 13, 47 it says, "For the Lord has commanded us, saying, 'I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of this earth.'" Mm-hmm. And Acts was actually quoting Isaiah. It was you know Paul applied that scripture to his own missionary work when he was doing his. And it made me think about how there's so many scriptures. There's another one I want to share, but there's so many scriptures like that was repeated. The importance of us going out and making disciples with the people around us. Like, you know, it's not just about us. It's about bringing people alongside of us um, and, and really like helping them to know what we know mm-hmm. and what salvation is, you know? Yeah, it's
1: not about us. You know, that's one of the things I've written down was that selfless. So we have to be selfless to love other people. You know, like we are we get caught up in us and what we want in our ways. But um, when we're selfless and we're doing what God wants us to do, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Because when we let go of caring only about ourselves, it opens up a whole other door for other opportunities that we miss when we're too busy being self-centered. Um I want to share a scripture too. Yeah. While we feed off each other with scriptures <laughs> over here. Um mine's actually Mark 16:15. Uh-huh. And and it says um and then he told them go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Any anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And I don't know why that that last part stood out to me so much, and I don't know if it was because when we were in Mexico, there was days that we were very sick. Some of us, it's kind of like we alternated days. But we pushed through it anyway, and we're not bragging, but like we pushed through it anyway because we knew we were there for a purpose. We already knew that when we were going into it, obviously our bodies were going to have to adjust to certain foods. Oh my gosh, (laughs) we were all so
0: bloated, and like, it was awful. I mean, that was, I I say it lightly, I mean, it was because our stomachs were just in knots, and everybody's like, can we get some laxatives? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real, real right now. Yeah. We needed something because we were all hurting. It was that authentic Mexican food.
1: And don't get me wrong. It was good, <laughs> yes. but our bodies are used to fake Mexican food, I guess. I don't know. It was
0: <laughs> so good. Meanwhile, they don't have sour cream or cheese. Right. <laughs> they don't
1: do the whole cheese dip stuff or t- what is it? Um, chips and dip. Yeah. So that's an Americanized thing. <laughs> um, so we learned real quick, a lot of different things, but you know, as, as sick as some of us were and as hard as it was to to keep pushing forward. And I remember I actually wrote in my journal, it was like day two, like the full second full day. So I guess it was really day three. It was like, how did I feel today? And I said, sick, (laughs) (laughs) but I pushed through it. And I remember one of the places we went to, I had to, I kind of had to sit back, but it was kind of an opportunity for me to sit back and watch everyone else and be able to really take it in. And I really enjoyed watching y'all with those kids. It was like a mini Bible school. And so for me, I kind of got to sit back because I wasn't feeling good. But by, you know, mid through that, I was able to get up and help out a little bit more. And we were painting and different things like that. But it just reminds me that, um, He says, you know, if they drink poison, um, I will heal them. So not that we necessarily drank poison, but we did go somewhere. We did get sick, and he healed us and brought us through it, and Mm. he still used us for a bigger purpose.
0: Man, talking about healing, the prayer power that was there is the prayer power that I want to see here. Mm -hmm. Because we prayed and, I mean, for my eyes, witnessed a lady Mm. (laughs) releasing... Something that she was holding on to. And it was the most powerful thing that mm-hmm. I said. You know, she believed in that healing. Yep. And I think that's a whole nother topic. But yep. believing in that healing that you're being prayed over is so important. Because that's the step. Mm-hmm. Is believing that. But um it's so funny that you talked about us being sick too. Because I think... Anytime that you go out and, and you do missions, whether or not it's like your stomach, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's not something that, I mean, when I think about going and speaking to a stranger or, and I'm pretty extroverted, <laughs> when I think about them going up into a stranger, do you know Jesus Christ? Yeah. Like, do you just go up to a stranger and say, hey, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It's crazy because I had a patient at work one day. And she asked every single one of us when she was waking up from surgery, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Jesus?" And I remember thinking, this is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. We should literally be going around and saying, let me tell you about my God. Mm -hmm. Do you know Jesus? But I think we're so... I mean, it's it's kind of intimidating. It's yeah. kind of scary because you don't know what you might run into. Um, but it's all about being prepared, too, you know? But mm-hmm. it's something that I think about here. You know, we went up to people that we did not know there. We, there was a language barrier. There was um, a lot of other things, probably safety, yeah. a lot of things didn't think once about it you just went up to him can I tell you about him can I tell you about my savior and it's it's really something that you think about here is like do we do that enough
1: right my favorite part was street ministry absolutely
0: even though it probably wasn't this well they
1: didn't bring us to like an unsafe place so to speak but I mean it you know we had people with us it was not safe necessarily but it was still my favorite thing and it, it it didn't matter to me that it wasn't safe because in my eyes I see it as we are spreading the word of God yeah. and he's going to protect us. And that's what he's going to do because he's called us to do this. Um, so that's what we did. And I just remember the impact it had, not only on me, but I remember the first one when we came to and she accepted Christ, I couldn't do nothing for crying because it was just like, it was powerful. Yeah. And I remember when we were getting ready to leave, I was just like, why can't it be like this at home? You uh-huh. know, Why? Why can't we worship God like this here? Why can't we be this on fire? Why can't yeah. we do this? And why can't we do that? And it simply comes down to one thing, and it's lack of belief. Like, we don't truly believe that God can do all of these things, these miracles, these healings, mm-hmm. and just being so powerful powerful and almighty. You know, we lack trust. And yeah. so there they believe, and they believe it with their full heart. Right. And it's not just Mexico. I'm sure there's plenty of other countries that do the same. But when we come over here... And we start, we've been there, so we've seen that. Yeah. We get to bring that back with us. And we have the choice at the end of the day to make it work like that here. Right. Because we change our belief and mm-hmm. we like truly know God is can heal us. God's already healed us. He puts his hand on us. Like God can perform miracles still, but we have to believe it.
0: Yeah. Belief. And that's probably one of the hardest things that we have trouble with here is making sure that that's, that's what we're doing when we go about, and we're spreading the. You know, do you believe that he can heal you? Do you believe that this power or the power in prayer? You know, mm-hmm. um, when you said worship, though, I have two other scriptures I want to share, but they're actually the exact same thing. So, mm-hmm. it's in First um, Chronicles sixteen twenty four, and then the same exact scripture. Is in Psalms 96 3 and it says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. And so in Psalms, this was worship. In Chronicles, it was David's song of thanks, which is both worship. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, it's all of how are we worshiping, you know, how are we worshiping God? What are we doing with what God has given us here? Mm-hmm. Well, that's
1: exactly what worship is, is giving thanks. Yeah. Like, that's one of our ways of giving thanks to God is by worshiping God. You know, like, but what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing with what He's given us? And, you know, we are called to be the light. And I actually want to read that scripture to you because it, it relates to so many things. And this is actually something that I tried to do a devotion on while we were in Mexico, but I was a hot, sloppy mess and <laughs> I cried the whole time. And I don't know that it made much sense to anybody.
0: Yes, it did.
1: But there's a reason for it. And so God had kept me up one night and it was just like, be the light, be the light. Um, and so I stayed up for hours and I just kept reading my Bible and I kept coming to the scripture of um, Matthew 5:14 14 and 14 through16 and it says, "You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it begins, where mm -mm. instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And so, you know, obviously with she sheds real light, um, that's, little bit of what we're doing is we are shed in the light of Jesus. And that's our goal is to share Jesus with as many people as we can. But that's our goal in life in general. We should all be doing that. That should be something we're all focusing on
0: and really just working towards. I love that scripture because it says, what do you do? Like, you're not going to put like a blanket over your light and like dim it like that. Why would you no do sense. why would you do that? Yeah. Like you want to shine your light bright. You want it to help you be able to see the path, like help you go forward, you know? And so I think why wouldn't we want our light to shine bright so other people can see it? And why wouldn't we want other people to feel the same thing? Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't hide our our salvation. We shouldn't hide, you know, uh, having other people come to Christ mm-hmm. like let's not hide what he's done in our lives let's not hide what he is doing let's let's be the light let's mm-hmm. spread it because what he's
1: done is good and we yeah. should show other people the good that he does I like the part where it says um, you are like the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And that makes me think of one of the churches we were at. It was kind of like up on this hilltop and it looked over an entire, I guess, I guess it was a city. I don't, it was like country, but it looked over so many places and we were there when it was light, but it was starting to get dark and then it got dark before we left. And we were able to stand on the second floor and look over the whole entire, I don't know if it was a town or city or whatever it was, but we were able to look over it and it was so pretty And I remember just standing there and just looking at all the lights. And you could hear people talking and kids Mm. playing. And it was just, it was an amazing experience. And so when I hear that scripture and the fact that that was one of the scriptures I had brought with me to talk about. But when I hear that and when I read that, that's exactly what I think of.
0: I think that church was called Church on the Hill. It used to be. When Ashley and them were out there, a friend of ours that went on there with us um i think that's what it was it was called church on the hill Mm -hmm. but you know what made me think too is you remember those little kids that had come out they were like in the tree line and they had come out to see who it was and what we were doing Mm -hmm. you know i i can't help but think about the people who like are kind of peeking around and Mm -hmm. they're like curious But we're not open enough to like Mm -hmm. say, let me tell you, you Mm -hmm. know. And those kids were curious. And aren't we all curious in some way? Like, man, we really could be the light more here. We could. Well, the fact that they saw us, we may have never seen
1: them. But how often does that happen in our daily lives? People see us. They watch us. They wait to see what we're going to do with situations. And that's why we should always be shining our light and handling things um, the biblical way, because yeah. they're watching, and we should be setting that example
0: well it I think that we can do what we did in Mexico. We can do the same thing here, mm-hmm. and everybody else can too it's it's serving well, yep. not just going somewhere but serving well in our community yep. and doing the missions' work for mm-hmm. Christ every day um It would be something that I would really highly suggest that you pray about. Like, how could God use you in missions here in your community? How could God use you in missions? Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're praying about it and He wants you to go on a missions trip. Um, Because God will provide a way. He'll provide Mm -hmm. the money. He'll provide um, all of those details out. But I would pray about it. How can God use you in your own community? How can God use you outside of the community? How can God use you right where you are at work or wherever it is? To really spread the gospel and um, maybe reach somebody that doesn't know him at all. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there's even opportunity to be do missions in your own church. Like, there's so many places we can be involved that we are able to serve other people. And so it's important that we don't forget the smaller things for being a missionary and do a mission work because it's right in front of us like we've already said every single day and so it's important that we're we're serving well where we're at yeah because if we're not serving well where we're at we can't serve well somewhere else and That's so, right. so you know, definitely, I agree, pray about missions, because it is an opportunity. And of course, not everyone's called to do that. I mean, it's not something everyone's called to do, or they feel like that's what they're supposed to do. But definitely be in prayer about it, because there's something about it that just, it, it will forever change you.
0: Absolutely. But the
1: impact that you're able to have on other people as well, like that, it's just a huge, huge thing. And, I i mean, it's something I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, me neither, girl. Um, I would highly recommend that you guys pray about it like we said. And if you have any questions about mission in general or any other podcast that you would listen to, feel free to email us at she light at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Um, and we hope that you enjoyed the podcast today. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.